for those of you under the age of 16, my face is probably quite familiar, uh, but to many of you, it may be unfamiliar. Uh, my name is Savannah Ponder, and I've been with St. John since last fall, uh, ministering with children, youth, and families, and I'm grateful today to be able to share the word with you. I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. What does that mean? Fire to the earth? Jesus' feet are covered in dust and his clothing hasn't been washed in some time. His eyes are set somewhere in the distance and he keeps moving and talking and people are following him. He's walking to Jerusalem, to the place he knows his passion will happen. The crowd is growing with people who usually don't ever come together. They are drawing near him because they need something from him. He's issuing strange warnings against greed and treasure, trusting in God alone, telling stories for which his hearers are confused and frightened. If you have come to church today because someone told you that Jesus was the Prince of Peace, Today's gospel reading may be quite confusing. We meet our Prince of Peace saying, I have come to bring fire to the earth. I first read this story as a tale of punishment, a story about the wrath of God coming to destroy the world for all its failures, fire as a means of destruction and death, and Jesus as the bearer of this. That all changed for me a couple of months ago. And it was here, upstairs on the second floor in church school, that I was transformed. I began telling the story, the godly play story of Pentecost, about mighty winds blowing and tongues of fire coming down. And as I began to make the wind sound, the children all joined in unprompted. When I talked of fire falling, the children's eyes were widening. It was not an expression, though, of fear or trembling as I had anticipated. It was an expression of awe and enchantment and amazement at the mighty wind and fire. So what is Jesus getting at, bringing fire to the earth? Maximus the Confessor, a sixth century saint, thought a lot about fire. He wrote about fire purifying humanity to be more godly. He uses the image of iron that is put into the fire to be molded into a sword. We are the iron that is being put into the fire of Christ, being purified into a more godly people. And this is my favorite part about what he says. You and I then are each transformed into a sword that has the power to cut through the lies and confusion in this world. Exodus says the Israelites are led by God through a pillar of fire by night. God uses fire to illuminate the path for them out of the wilderness. Fire is a gift to show them the way. My friends who have been in godly play should know this story very well. When Moses is given the Ten Commandments, or what we call the Ten Best Ways, he comes down out of the mountain of fire. In the fire, God gives a gift to them to know how to live their lives. 
When Moses encounters God, he meets him in a bush that is on fire, but is not being destroyed. It is a fire that reveals the mystery of meeting God. So fire is about transformation. In some ways, it can be more confusing or scary to encounter God in this intense way than to just be the brunt of God's wrath. It's close and real. This fire is about what happens when you find yourself in a close encounter with God. In the presence of God, all injustice and idolatry will be burned away. God is a fire. To be on fire for God is to be with God in the intimate presence of God. We live in a world growing increasingly in relations marked by disconnection and distrust. A society where finding belonging is becoming harder, where to form bonds of trust and love is difficult. Where do we look to, as Maximus talked about, to find a sword that cuts through all the lies and confusion of our lives? Here is my attempt at cutting through. Whatever hope or joy or confusion or fear or sadness you are carrying today, God really does care about that. It's not trivial or meaningless. God is not too busy to hear you. That's the sign of the incarnation. God's way to know us most intimately by experiencing from the place of a human body what it's like to feel betrayal and alienation and connection and fulfillment. This is God's way to know how it feels to search for safety, for home, for belonging. We don't worship a God who is disinterested in all of our humanness, but one who took on flesh to be as intensely present to us in only the way that we could receive. Today, God says to all of us, I want you to burn with love. Come to life fully. Be continually be made whole through the holy fire of my love. I will draw you to myself and purify that which gets between you and I, that which blocks your ability to connect with others. I am the fire that makes you into a sword that cuts through the lies and confusion of this world. A while ago, I was at a talk about being Episcopalian and the threat of intimacy. The speaker gave a powerful message about how Episcopalians love to learn about God, but not just knowing God, trusting that God cared enough for us to share our hopes and fears, joys and losses, and how hard it can be for a newcomer to make meaningful connections when they don't know the liturgy or the personalities of new people. I resonated with that feeling as I'm a newcomer to the Episcopal Church and the learning curve feels steep sometimes. Someone from the back of the room at the end raised her hand and responded, I'm new to this, but I don't think of the church as lacking this intimacy or with people or with God. The most intimate thing I do in my life is to take Christ's body and blood into my own. And then someone else chimed in. I know I could be more friendly, but also I'm an introvert and I'm willing to drink out of a cup with, of wine with people I don't know or even like. 
there are all of these moments that we have together of passing peace, singing songs, and sharing a cup of wine. Moments that are routine, where we try to know God, try to accept that love. At some level, our bodies know that in order to get close to God, we have to get close to a lot of other people because we all need something from God. That burning love leaves us transformed. Transformed desires expanding our ideas of who we belong with, of who it's okay to share a cup with. In the fullness of time, you and I and people you like and people someone somewhere in your life told you that you should never like, will be gathered together at a table with plentiful food and drink. All of the lies and confusion will have been purified away by our God. I don't know quite what we will all look like, but maybe it will be like this. We will laugh together and be crowned by the one whose heart burns with love for us, with our own flame, burning with and sharing in the glory of God. We will enjoy and truly be seen by God for what we always really were, divine sparks, freed from the shame and fear that has burdened our lives, freed to be kindling with love forever. Amen.